Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Bucky Dent. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go again. hits it to deep left. That might send the Yankees to the World Series. Baratek and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Posada's throw. Roberts, safe. And what can I say? Just dip my heart and... and... Call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to another episode of Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. He's John Senecal. I am Brian Shackman. Those of you watching on YouTube, take a good long look at this. Tom is going to leave the building. <laughs> my mustache. It's my welcome to radio. You know, I no longer work in TV. I have a full-time radio job, so I decided in celebration, in honor of it, to grow a mustache. And my wife has basically said... Um, she's not getting close to me until yeah, I TV, shave it. TV is usually where the mustache is, not radio. You got to grow your hair out. Well, but it, who in TV? In, in, yeah. Well, in 2021, I don't see many TV dudes with mustaches. Well, I'd say Jerry Brooks, but he shaved yeah, but his. He, and he, and he, he hung him up. He hung up the microphone. But anyway, the mustache will be gone in a couple of days, and I'm just reveling in it. I have It's not long enough to get food caught in it yet, which I'm kind of bummed about. But anyway, let's talk about baseball. Yankees Speaking Red of coming Sox. up soon. Yes, we have spring training. So the Yankees report on Wednesday, February 17th. The Red Sox report on Thursday, February 18th. And full squad for on everybody time. is February 22nd, slated to start the Major League Baseball season on April 1st. Uh, the question I have for you, John, is, I mean, my mindset isn't even close to being ready for baseball. And so I'm wondering, are you excited? Have you thought about it? Like, where is your head? Obviously, I'm excited that... They're talking a full season. That's it, it should happen, um, and the spring training is going to start on time. It, it's uh, you know it took a while for the free agent dominoes to fall. So right. and not, they haven't all fallen, but not totally. But the big fish are all pretty much gone, and you know that usually signals that it's time to get going. And right. uh, it's great. You know, 
coming on the back end of the pandemic, hopefully. And uh, there's going to be a lot of protocols in place for spring training, quarantining before you get there. What do you think of the tracker? And, like, and, what do you? Th- you know, if you read if you read the message blogs and everything, every uh, people will say you know that's the beginning of the government oversight and all that. But I mean, let's look at it in the grand scheme of things. Government oversight would be more like them tracking you and I and everyone, not Major League Baseball. You could easily pretty much track Major League Baseball players as it is. There's a f- pretty finite group of them. Right. You know, I really wouldn't worry too much about that. Uh, obviously, the players union isn't really too concerned about it either. Well, listen, they, it's for one reason and one reason only, so people don't stray and get exposed. We're in Florida, which is the most laissez-faire state when it comes to COVID, so they just want to make it's sure nobody gets that sick. They, that they're going to do it in Arizona, too, because that's a bad spot now, too, and there yeah. was actually talk that it wasn't going to happen. They were pushing back at first. And you can't, bu- you can't bubble baseball. It's just too many players, and there's too many variables, and it's too expensive. And the thing is, is that all it takes, the NHL right now, there's half a dozen teams in the NHL that are shut down for a short-term so it doesn't take much to screw up a season. And if you're actually going to try to play 162, you can't have game postponements. No, there's you can't no afford way, it. There's no way to backfill it. it, right? So then you're going to end up with teams competing for playoff spots that have played a couple fewer games. And it, it, is, it could be a disaster. And I, this is why I would just say this. The season should not have started on time. And they should have found a way to be able to, in a socially acceptable way, get these players vaccinated so you can play the right way. Because you can't really guarantee player safety until they're vaccinated. Or what if they did something on the back end where, you know, they went into a, if they had to, you know, uh, the back end of the season, go into a more a bubble situation. Or maybe they didn't have to, you know, given the time the playout come October, you know, maybe you could play. You know, weather-wise, you could play in a dome stadium and do a neutral. But site then there's no that. home field, and then well, you could. Yeah, there wasn't you could, last year either, right? But you then, and I don't think it was a legit season. I don't think it was a legit, even though the Dodgers. But are now the we're talking. Now we're talking legit schematics. We're not talking numbers of games. We're talking like legit, you know, fan base and right. But and, all the World Series are home and home and home. You know, like to me, like if it's neutral site, then it right. sort of negates it. And I guess it's my a point, nostalgia thing. Baseball is a number of nostalgia, right? And I just think baseball is setting themselves up for a potential problem because if. If they can't get all the games in or something happens, there's just a couple of months. It's, it's bad luck for, for baseball because we're just a couple of months away from having a situation where we're all going to – this could be vaccinations enough where we, we can go back to the ballpark. But right. there's this, this April and May and potentially June where it's not going to be the case. Yeah, you don't want to push the envelope either. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm not cheering for the season to be a disaster. I'm just saying the reason why they're so strict about these protocols right now is that they know what's at stake in these first couple months because if a couple teams have to shut down, it's going to be really, really difficult. And, and they also, I mean, we all know we all know the owners want the fans back. They want everything to go as smooth as possible. And they're making the players happy by getting them into the park early, on time. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, they just want fans back in the stands. Right. And I think, you know, I don't know if we've talked about this that much, but I think all sports have realized, and I hope the athletes appreciate the importance of fans. I think that it's become a reality now. They understand how much they feed off of the fans. I think baseball is one sport that doesn't really pay a lot of respect to fans. It's like they've always said it's about the fans, but it hasn't been about the fans. No, and the players, a lot of them don't give a crap. And the distance, as I've said this many times, the distance between a player and fan has gotten greater as the money's gotten bigger. Oh, it's crazy. The ballparks, it's like sometimes you feel like you paid $250 for a seat and you're it's like you're at a minor league game in the upper deck. Yeah. It's totally true. And and so I don't know. I mean, do you think if I was going to give an over under before we move on to other things, when do you think you will be able to go to Yankee Stadium to see a game? If we talk specifically Yankee Stadium, I would say 
after the after the All Star break. So July, sometime in July. But we're also talking Yankee Stadium. Like you know, I think they'll they'll be a little bit ahead of the curve, but they think they'll be conservative at the same time. Whereas like Florida, they might just say hell with it. Just like let Texas, them in. like they did last year. You know, California maybe. You know, I don't know. California is a whole different ball of wax, but like. What you're saying, yes, exactly. I think Fenway and Yankee Stadium will probably be around the same time then. That's what I'm guessing. I would, I mean, no expert, no CDC insight, no World Health Organization. Because if they were like, okay, well, we'll let 2,000 fans in for opening day, but it's going to cost you 250 a ticket. People will do it. I won't, though. No, but people will do it. Absolutely, people will do it. Yeah. I, think I it- mean, look, at we, we've seen fans in games during the pandemic. We're currently still in the pandemic. We were just, we just watched the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, so you know, it, it can be done. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised that it wasn't done um, at the end of the season more last year, to be honest with you. Um, I think, you know, some teams that probably could have done it probably said, heck with it, our season is lost anyways. But a team like the Yankees, um, I think they could have, you know, weaseled their way in and got some fans into the stands. So he's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest driver in sports. Let's quickly touch on free agents. Then let's quickly touch on Kurt Schilling. And then let's talk about the trade that was made. We didn't talk about this before. The trade was made between the Yankees and the Red Sox. And you have some great nuggets for people out there in terms of the history of this stuff. But let's start with free agents. You know, we've had a couple of shoes have dropped. I mean, yep. for me, the only thing that's interesting out there is obviously Jackie Bradley Jr. with the Mets signing a center fielder. That market shut off to him. He doesn't have many options and so i feel a little bad for jbj because he's want he wants a, a good size contract and i think he's probably going to get less than what he wants it's, to stay it's, in boston it's, it's interesting though there's still a lot of money out there like there's still money the players are getting some interesting deals like right, but who's going to pay uh, a 240 hitter who plays a good center field who's going to pay him 12 to 15 million a year uh milwaukee just paid a gold glove second baseman who hits 240 something four, 14 million a year. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. Like when you look at DJ LeMahieu's contract that he signed, like Cashman has got to be sitting back like Mr. Scrooge. Right. Like it just it's it's insane. That that guy is getting 15 million dollars a year when these other players I mean, I, I you, you just they're all getting good money still. Right. Some of them are getting less, but there is lots of money out there. I mean, Bauer just signed what? Was $45 million he's going to make the first yeah, year? Yeah, his AAV is something like it's that. It's insane. It's funny because in one of our episodes, like four or five episodes ago, I just kind of threw out there Bauer was going to sign a one-year deal with the Yankees for $45 million Right. at the end. And he wound up signing a three-year deal with the uh, Dodgers, basically an out clause every year. But... It's 45 the first year, I believe, and 44 the second, and then whatever that round. So who's left? There's JBJ. You said just off camera, you said Justin Justin Turner, Turner, and there was one other good name. Kevin Millar. Kevin Millar. Pillar. Not Kevin Millar. Good slip up. That's funny. Just real quickly before we get into Schilling, I mean, with the Dodgers getting Bauer, it just... It seems like there's like two or three teams that are trying, and everybody else is not. It's amazing because in the NL West, you for the last month and a half, we watched the Padres just go crazy, right? Making trades, and they were like, "Oh my god, the Padres are mean business." All along, knowing that the Dodgers are going to be good, they're still good, right. and then the Dodgers go out and you know they get listen. Power. The, the Padres could be the second best team in baseball and be a wild card team. Yeah. I mean, that's how good the Dodgers are. But it's just crazy that they'll go out and spend like that. And listen, Boston and New York They're only taking like a $7 million hit on the salary cap. That's nothing. If you think about that, what what they got assembled right there, and they don't, they're not bringing back Turner as of now. Um, 
I think they could win the World Series for the next four years without. Or they could have done it without power. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they did do it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, although I'm very interested interested to see what the Dodgers are like for a hundred. What I'm interested to see, according to Bauer, when you talk about Bauer, is how is he going to be on a good team? How is his numbers going to look on a good team? We all know that you know his his win losses aren't great because right. he's been on some pretty crappy teams. He's been on Arizona, he's been on Cleveland, he's been so, on Cincinnati. So his win loss may end up being way better than people think, right? You know, and he's only had really two good ERA years: two thousand eighteen when he was an All Star, right, and then just recently in a shortened season. Great pitcher, high strikeouts. Can he? Let's. Can he be even better? Is he going to win twenty games like like it's like it's nothing? Plus, he's going to the NL where he has one less decent hitter to, to face, and and is there, there won't be a DH as of now. So can he hit? Yeah. Well, I don't think it'll matter if he put hits, that on his uh, social be, media channels. <laughs> he'll have some fun with that. There's no doubt about it. Okay, let's talk quickly about Kurt Schilling. Uh, he did not make the Hall of Fame. I'm uh, shocked. Are he, you shocked? No. I mean, it's one of those <laughs> things where. Are we supposed to separate out the person from the player and this and that? And we did. And, we talked about that once. And the already. thing, thing about the steroid stuff is that with the steroid stuff, the guys are trying to sort of, they're they're sorry, they want to sort of rebuild their reputation. This is a different situation where Chilling is basically like, this is who I am. This is what I believe. That's free speech. In his nose. Yeah, go go put a sock in it. And then he, and then he said, take my name off the ballot for next year. Right. So I think th- this is where his personality and what he, it's not about politics. It's the way he handles everything that is turning everyone off. And so. Well, Clemens did the same thing when his whole McNamee thing was going down. He came right that out. That was and, years and years ago. And like he's since been the gun radio. So he doesn't get in people's faces about no. any of it. He just sort of has faded into oblivion where Schilling is like, this is who I am. This is what I believe. And suck an egg. It's interesting, like that whole little cir- the circle of guys that were in front of Congress, really the only one that's kind of came out pretty squeaky clean was Mark McGuire. He's still in baseball. Because well, he's he still employed. He accepted responsibility. Did he, though? He kind of, yeah, he did a little bit. He kind of glazed around it. He, later on, he did kind of come out and say he yeah. did. And the only one in the grand scheme of things that ever told the truth was the guy who just took the biggest dive in history, Jose Canseco. Right. Well, he's the one who blew the lid off. Right. Uh, but the whole scandal. By the way, he, he took a dive in a boxing match, by the way, for like a million bucks. It does go to show you that, I, I mean, there there is there is forgiveness. But for, you know, for a player like, you know, when the whole thing went down, Clemens came right out and was adamant and just was like you know oh woe is me and i'm the victim right you know no one forgot that but see that's okay that's fine but look where he is and like shilling i just what he's done has nothing to do with baseball and i don't think he's like a first ballot hall of fame guy anyway because he doesn't have the numbers but he has the postseason performance definitely has the postseason but honestly though what does it really mean to any of these players if they don't make the hall of fame this that's what it means to them Think, that's their legacy. Right. And the older they get, the more it matters to them. And that's why some of this false sincerity comes back into play. And I, I don't know. You know where I stand on the steroid era. I'm, I'm, I'm using most baseball people think, who cares about the steroids? They all did it. These guys are great players anyway. Let them all in. Schilling, I just, I think it's, it's his own, it's his own issue. Like, he, I don't care if he believes in who, who politically he believes. That's not the point. Like, I don't care what his political beliefs are. He could be as pro Trump as whatever. And I would embrace him in the hall of fame i just think he's handling it in a way that just doesn't work for people is he just saying this because he knows he's like you know screw i know i'm not getting in so i might as well just be preemptive and be like you know what leave me off if he charm if he did the charm offensive kept his politics to a more moderate level i think he would have had a fighting chance but i think he's going to stay in the ballot and i don't think he's going to get in but maybe 20 years when he's you know he's old and decrepit they'll they'll get him on that the was my next committee. question for you guys like him and bonds and and clemens 
you know, they only have one more year. So they'll get in. Someday. Will they get in someday? Yeah, I do think. Is so. that? Do you think? I mean, eventually, I feel like the Hall of Fame is going to get revamped as far as the voting process. They got to change if it. If people whine long enough, eventually something will get done. I mean, you have to. You have to at some point change. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I didn't like putting a guy in second base in extra innings, but it looks like that's going to be here to stay too. So I mean, yeah, they'll have to adapt it. But the, this whole consistency of errors and consistency of statistics is a bit of a problem. But I think ultimately. Once people feel like Bonds and and Clements have suffered enough and haven't been able, I think for Clements, like the fact that he can't financially capitalize on being a Hall of Famer, right. I think eventually it'll sort of take its toll to say he paid his debt to society. I'm sure he'll do some sort of mea culpa, and then then the Veterans Committee will let him in. I mean, the one thing that these guys have going for them over like a Pete Rose is they made a ton of money while they were playing. Right. Pete Rose didn't make a lot of money while he was playing. Like Clemens and Bonds don't need money. And Pete Rose probably gambled a lot of his money away. Right. You know, those guys, these no, these guys don't need the money. That is true. No, no, it means more to them to see their name on there and for the next 100 years or 50 years or whatever after they're dead for people to see that. Yeah, the Hall of Fame conversation is getting a little silly for me. I, I, I just think that the shilling thing, he just made it too much about He's him. He's a dope. And I just, I'd rather move on. All right, John, Seneca, Brian Chapkin, fan base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Let's talk about this trade between the Yankees and the Red Sox because you did a bit of a deep dive. It doesn't happen will. often. Yeah, so give happen. us a couple nuggets on the history of these well, trades. Well, we all know the most famous one. It really wasn't a trade. It was a sale. And that was right. Red Sox, Yankees, 1919, Babe Ruth. So, but other than that, I mean, there is not a lot to talk about. As far as names wise, we have 2014. The Yankees got Stephen Drew and they gave up Kelly Johnson. Okay, that's a nobody deal. The biggest Stephen Drew, the biggest claim to fame is his brother's well, it's JD. 1918, not 19. 19 was the Black Sox. Right? No, Wasn't... they got him in 1919. They sold him in 1919. Yeah, yeah. remember oh. the Red Sox won their last World Series in 1918. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You're right. So. Not last one, but you know the one that the, before the one, before the curse the, of the Bambino, yeah, the one everyone hung on to for right, for so long. So then, before 2014, that was Stephen Drew and Kelly Johnson. Before 2014, we got 1997, which was Randy Braun and Mike Stanley to the Yankees for Tony Armas Jr. and Jim Mercer. Mike Stanley, but Mike Stanley, who got Stanley? The Yankees got Stanley. Yeah, and he played for a while. Played for a while, but I mean, nothing like you know, nothing really to write home about. No batting gloves. That's the stands out. He didn't exactly. wear batting. Gloves. Uh, Ninety-four Yankees get Scott Bankhead, and they send Cash to the Red Sox. Nothing. Did, nothing like Cash and Babe Ruth. Bankhead was a decent pitcher. Didn't pan out like the Cash for Babe Ruth. <laughs> no. Eighty-six Yankees get Mike Eastler for Don Baylor. That's a big deal, right? And I because Baylor, I loved. I wonder how many times he got hit by a pitch for the Red Sox. A lot. Well, he got he's the he was the all time leader. So and that was eighty six though. So Baylor was two getting... guys I liked, and Easter came back to the Red Sox later as a hitting coach too. I wonder what part of the career Baylor was at there. Late. Oh, he was late. So that's late not stage. such a great deal for the Red Sox. Baylor, great player, but not such th- a great deal because he's toward the back end of. His I think career. he was there to fill out the twenty five man. I don't think he was there to start, but he was definitely uh, like a positive presence. You know, they didn't win the World Series. Obviously, we all know what happened, but I think he was a uh, more positive than negative when it came to contributing to that team. Bit much bigger name than Stephen Drew, Kelly Johnson. Yeah, that's a big. I didn't know that. I forgot about that trade. I didn't not know so much, about that. It might not be cash, depending on how much cash there right, is. That trade in 1983 or two would have been a bigger deal. But still, that's right. two big names. And then we got this is probably the most interesting one is 1972. The Yankees get Sparky Lyle at the age of 27. Oh, young Sparky. From the Red Sox for Danny Cater and Mario Guerrero. Now, you wonder back then, before you get to the last trade, if the rivalry was such that they they were still rivals in the American League, but like if it, it was didn't sort really of taboo, start to spark off. was it taboo to make a trade? Like now you don't make a trade in the division. They say that's why the trade was it Adavino. What's the guy's name again? Adam Adavino. Yeah, that was kind of a big deal to me because 
uh, they probably could have dumped him somewhere else. And it would, it's it, it just, you don't really, unless you have to make a trade in your division, whether it's the, not just the Red Sox, Yankees, you don't want to trade him to Tampa. You don't even want to trade him to Baltimore. Right. Well, then also you think about this. So he goes on to play for seven years with the Yankees, and that takes you into 77, 78, 79. Right. And there could be a lot of resentment from Red Sox, still, you know, knowing that he's coming back to bite him. And he goes on to win three, uh, two World Series with the Yankees and three All Stars. Wow. Sparky also. That's a good trade for the Yankees. And then 67, uh, Rom Klumblowski for the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, a couple. Then Elson Howard, I'm guessing, on towards the back end of his career, too, goes to the Red Sox. And so that's nothing, pretty much it. That's pretty much it. And it was red roughing back in 1930, but nothing, you know, it's not. Other than that, Sparky Lyle, a little bit of Don Baylor, and then the big one. So why Cash do you think Cashman did it? Do you think he just wanted he, the best deal was from the Red Sox and he just took it? Doesn't see the Red Sox as a threat? That was just a weird thing. It's like, I don't know. I, I think it was just more of like a dump. He just got rid of him. Because and- the Red Sox, most people are really constructive on him coming to the Red Sox. Like, he's going to be a good I, you know, depth he, guy. He, was, the, he, was, the, the, he was the it guy when the Yankees got him as a free agent from Colorado. And then he, he was great for the first year with the Yankees. Then he, his slider went flat. He's a one-pitcher guy. And when that slider goes flat, you're, you're toast. Right. So that, you don't think he's got anything left? I mean, who knows? It's a whole season, you know? I mean, he could be... How many times have you seen Major League Baseball players flip the switch in one season? It happens all the time, especially with pitchers. And especially in <clears throat> contract years. Yeah. That's cool. All right, listen, we appreciate the time here on Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. Check Next us time. out on uh, iHeartRadio, yep. YouTube, which yep. you're watching right now. With the mustache, yep. of course. And then Spotify and Apple, wherever you're enjoying your podcast right now. We will be back very soon. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.